What's that place you've always wanted to try? Well, you're there. Sharing plates with just one bite. Or on second thought, maybe not sharing. It's that good. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. I'm seeing something. It's smiling at me. But not a friendly smile. The worst smile I've ever seen in my life. Do you see it right now? Smile. Rated R. Only in theaters Friday. It's time. And welcome back to Within the Paranormal. I'm one of your co-hosts, Mike Dentato. And I'm James Plemons. And we are here for episode four, I believe, right? Yes, we're, we're here with episode four. Well, to celebrate episode four, uh, we actually have a special guest uh, to join us this week. Um, he was actually a former team member of ours. Um, say hello, Dan. Hey, everyone, I'm Dan. Well, Dan. that was... <laughs> what do you want? That, you want a quick that was, bio? <laughs> that was moving. It brought a tear to my eye, really. Uh, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, your history yeah, in the so paranormal. And... My name's Dan. I was with uh, a team that uh, Mike and James were on back in around 2010 uh, through 2014. And... Uh, Mike was our team leader down in Florida. <clears throat> um, met my wife through the group, and you're welcome. Buddy. Had a lot of yeah, yeah. That, that was all you. Um, <laughs> totally all you. Um, you know, we we got to have a lot of fun experiences and adventures together. I am also a uh, pastor, so I have a, a lot of theological influence in kind of my paranormal beliefs. And um, try to help people through some of the darker situations that we encounter um, and bring them into uh, more more positive and uh, life-fulfilling experiences after the dark times. So, yeah, that's me. All right, well... Um... Yeah, I remember a couple of cases uh, you and I investigated, um, especially uh, one where we were having some communication through a uh, K2 that was placed in a closet. Yeah, that that was an unexpected investigation. <laughs> and you know, we, I still I still have the video for that too. Yeah, we were actually at a party with some of our team members. And one of our team members expressed that they were having some issues in the house. Uh, so we went in and kind of did a quick investigation to see if we could get any activity. And sure enough, uh, almost immediate response. Well, actually, if the way I remember it, we had we were having the party and we did the um, it was originally designed to she said she was having some activity, but not a whole lot. Uh, so we took the time to, or took the opportunity to not only do a 
a party get together potluck kind of thing um but also to practice setup and breakdown and all of that and i don't think we really had too much happen while everybody was there but it was actually the end of the night and you uh me and her son wanted to see how to do an evp session okay the only room we the only room we hadn't been in was her office yeah and we went in there and you were (laughs) in the closet Uh, well you were laying on the floor with uh, the top part of your body in the closet and he was in the far room i was over by the door we were just kind of telling him how to do an evp session and that's when everything kicked off yeah i if i remember correctly i think I got touched first. So, yeah, you got you got touched by the net on the neck. Yeah. So, the type of hunting you're describing, would you say it was an intelligent hunting? Well, I would say it is. Um, <clears throat> honestly, I'm leaning more based on some of the things that happened. That I would have to actually lean more towards a demonic haunting. Uh, yeah. Um, I believe you. You know, if you have the video of this, it would be cool to watch it. <clears throat> I. I have had so much happen <laughs> since this uh, this incident, but I I do remember it revealing through the questioning that it was a demon. Yeah, it was. Uh, we were well, basically, if I remember correctly, we were we started to do the EVP. Once you found the the situation, you know, the, the hand on the back of the neck, we set up a a voice recorder in the closet and we put the K two on the floor in the closet. And we were asking questions and, you know, blink once for yes and twice for no. And we were getting some response. It wasn't a, a firm blink, but it was a it was a blink. And I distinctly remember, I, I wish I still had the computer that had the the audio file. But I remember asking her, do you mind if I get spiritual? And she said, no. I said, well, I mean, like Jesus Christ kind of spiritual. And she said, yeah, sure, go ahead, do whatever you want. And on on playback from the voice recorder, there was actually a growl slash hissing sound that sounded as if it occurred straight, I mean, literally right into the voice recorder in the closet. Oh, wow. That gave me chills. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, actually, uh, Dan just gave me an idea. After the show, um, I'll try to get to it tonight. It may not be until tomorrow night. But I will see if I can upload that video to the Facebook page. Well, that'd be cool. Yeah. So, I mean, we saw that kind of response um, when we started to get spiritual there. James and I were doing an investigation. We were talking about this a little bit in the pre-show. We were doing an investigation in, um, I think, North Augusta, Augusta, Georgia. And it was a residential home. Uh, Another paranormal investigation team had been there kind of made things worse and we had responses that were audible through like knocks and things like that on the k2 the tri-field and we also had responses uh with the flashlight technique the only difference so with the flashlight technique what we used to do and i don't know if anybody's come up with something better yet but you'd like take a flashlight turn it on and unscrew it to the point where the batteries would stop um, powering the flashlight. And you would ask, you know, the entity to touch the flashlight, make it turn on kind of thing. And it it really worked well. Oh yeah. Um, 
problem is this this flashlight wasn't uh manipulated like that <laughs> we didn't unscrew anything it was turning it off and on and oh, wow. uh, responding yeah it had it had no problems doing it i mean it was it was showing it had a little bit of juice with it now, it, uh, do, you, now do you think that was a, a demonic haunt or absolutely. just intelligent it, oh yeah a- no absolutely it, it was demonic it actually gave us its name and its name is one of the few demonic entities that are named in the bible um which was scary (laughs) well for those of you that you know might be listening and and aren't aware there there's different classifications and different types of hauntings first would be uh, i guess would be a residual haunt where you know there's activity or you see a spirit um and there's really it's not intelligent it's not going to interact with you it literally just replays itself over and over doing the same thing the the best example i could think of that would be something like that would be that you hear stories of oh you know the the woman walk you know the woman's husband died at sea and uh the bride in white walks up and down the beach looking for her lost husband I think one of the most classic for northern hauntings is Gettysburg. Gettysburg has so much limestone and different types of rock, and there's a lot of quartz in the ground in Gettysburg. So one of the theories with residual hauntings is that there's energy captured into natural things like quartz or whatever. And, you know, when there's a big energy event, something significant happening you know a big emotional thing that's traumatic or stressful um it it ties into nature and so that's why people in gettysburg who are you know just a tourist will see a full-on battle take place think it's reenactors and find out there's no reenactors there putting on a battle and right uh, or they'll hear the cannons going off yeah yeah and it, it happens there all the time you know, and that's well, that, the thing with a residual haunting, um, you know, it, it should kind of be like the same kind of thing that's on repeat. The problem, I think, with a lot of investigators and it comes down to a resource thing, you know, nobody can spend two years um, recording the same spot and trying to capture the same thing over and over again, unless you're like a billionaire, you know, but that that's why we don't have more solid proof of how that happens and things like that uh, because no one has the resources to really dedicate to putting in the time well, to record residual hauntings and see well, if they the, can capture the same right, thing. But I mean, repeatedly. it's still like a, a silent movie playing over and over yeah, again. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, but that would, that would um, also play into the idea. I mean, you always hear, Oh, there was a gruesome murder at this site. So it's haunted. Well, Yes and no. I mean, it may be haunted in a residual way because of all the intense emotion and pain and sorrow and fear and everything that was generated from the act. It's not necessarily the ghost of the murdered that's there. Now, that kind of leads into the next type of haunting, which would be an intelligent haunt. And that would be the type of haunting that most people think about when they think of the word haunted house where there's a spirit or entity um, that is believed to have, you know, once walked the earth in human form, you know, where somebody passes away and their spirit 
decides to linger for whatever reason, that would be what's called an intelligent haunt. Right, because it, it, it knows that it's dead and that you're still there. Well, I can't say that because some of them don't know that they're dead, but they interact yes. with you. Yeah, I've heard the uh, the theory and the belief, too, that when the body, when a person dies suddenly and unexpectedly and they don't realize that they're dead, that can lead to a ghost as well. Again, there's really no proof. It's At this point, it's all conjecture and theory. Intelligent hauntings are interesting because I think there's so many different layers to it, right? Um, right. You You have the theories that, you know, this is a historical person who had unfinished business and they're trying to wrap things up, tie up loose ends, cross over to the light. Eventually uh, you go into what we were talking about earlier, where it's demonic and, you know, another worldly being um, interacting with you. Uh, one of the new theories that I've heard a lot um, in the last couple of years is even, you know, people perceiving, uh, what is a haunting as maybe aliens trying to communicate in some way um, or interdimensional beings. Uh, I know you have a lot of thoughts on kind of cross-dimensional things like that, Mike. Um, but the, yeah, I mean, that, the that... interesting thing about intelligent versus residual is there's not this repeat. You're asking questions and you're getting answers. And... Um, man, it can. You're get, also getting interaction as well. It it can get wild. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, they they can. Of course, time is different there too because some of them can still believe that it's 19, say 1960, when it's actually 2022. Right, right. And when you tell them the year, they're like, "What? No, it's this." That's happened on cases in the past. Well, so well, to touch, I mean, well to touch on what Dan mentioned about the whole interdimensional thing um i mean that would really play into the whole idea that you know in some hauntings in some cases you always hear you know if you buy a haunted house and you start doing renovations that that's going to make the ghost angry and it kicks up a whole bunch of activity well right what if right it, what if it has nothing to do with ghosts what if it's where two dimensions um are touching each other on the same plane at the exact same place exact same time and when you start changing things on in one dimension and it's not being changed in another it causes everything to to blur it would be almost like taking two identical photos one you could see and one you can't see through and putting them together so it looks like one image and then slowly moving the you know the transparency so that it starts to blur and it, it kind of gets off kilter. What if what we perceive as ghosts are basically the dimensions are, where they're touching are out of sync? It's possible. It's, it's theory, but it's possible. Right. Well, I honestly think most of these things will be theory until two things happen. One, where the technology catches up to the research, um, you know, Thousands of years ago, we thought the Earth was flat until we discovered that it wasn't. We, you know, they thought Aurora Borealis was angry spirits or angry gods until technology was able to, to explain what was happening at an atmospheric level. Um, right. 
One of the so, cool things is like that's what CERN is trying to do. They're trying to touch those other dimensions. <laughs> hey, hey, save CERN, dude, because we're gonna have we're gonna have to do a, a huge yeah okay uh, Mandela I, effect I won't, episode. I won't say much on that. Other than like just to make the example of what you're talking about, um, Chick Fil A has always been spelled with no K in it. <laughs> right. <laughs> type in type in Chick Fil A now. It's got a K. Yeah, it has a K. It never had a K before. Um, my so, favorite one. My favorite Mandela effect. I know this is not on topic with the the hauntings, <laughs> but um, it Stouffer's. Stovetop stuffing. Mm-hmm. It has never been Stouffer's stovetop stuffing. What, but what I do just, you think it was? I what do you remember it as? I distinctly remember it being Stouffer's stovetop stuffing. I remember seeing the commercial. That's the only thing I remember. Yeah. But it's never been that. Is it, What is it? Just stovetop? Yep. Stovetop stuffing. Wow. Yeah, it was always stovetop. Huh. Stovetop stuffing. It never had. That's because you're from That's a different crazy. dimension than Dan and I, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But no, this this like I'm out of place. This I think ties into what you're saying, Mike. Um, where we're seeing the manifestation of you know something else coming through and and distorting things, and and you're like, wait, what, what? And so you know maybe. That renovation is kind of the same way. You move that picture in your house and you tear it on that wall and people are like, I remember there being a wall here and they're getting frustrated and their family is like, no, dude, there's never been a wall here. It's always been open space here. There's never been a wall. And, you know, that person's getting frustrated and, you know, that that comes in and bleeds through on our side as an angry spirit. Okay, I I think I know what I want to talk about next week because this – This stuff gets me, Um, which kind of ties into the next theory. Um, It goes under the the portal type of haunt, which is what a dimensional thing would be. But what if, and kind of hear me out here, I know I'm not the first one to come up with this idea, but say, say you and I, and, you know, all three of us were sitting in a room and we look and we see a ghost of a woman walk in the room and then hastily turn around and and run away. We'd all sit there and think, Oh my gosh, we just saw a ghost. We finally saw a full bodied apparition, all three of us. However, that'd be awesome. However, 20 years from now, whoever owns the house is walking into their bedroom or living room or wherever we're at. And they look and they see, three ghosts sitting around a table and so they get scared and they turn around and run how do we know that what we're seeing as a ghost or a spirit isn't actually somebody from another time where the time is touching on the same location there was a, a story that i read one time and again it was a story no hardcore proof so i take it with a grain of salt but i read a story about a man who bought a house I believe it was in somewhere in New England. I don't know if it's Massachusetts or or exactly where. But he came downstairs to go into the kitchen. It was an older house. He came downstairs, went into the kitchen to get something to drink. 
when he turned around the corner and walked in, everything was old fashioned. Um, there was a, you know, like a 1940s style appliances. There was a woman sitting, you know, cooking something at a stove. There was a small table where a man was reading a newspaper and both of them looked at him with a shocked and horrified look on their face. And then instantly everything went back to the way that it was, you know, for him, it was, you know, his kitchen, his appliances, that sort of thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, we hear stories like this and it's, it's so interesting. We don't understand time and space enough. We don't understand how wormholes work or, I mean, I, I, I'm sure there's somebody out there who has the slightest bit of a grasp of it, but we don't know, <laughs> you know. Well, we know and how wormholes work. They're, they're kinda. They, there's there's a worm a stable wormhole at Bajor near Deep Space Nine. Oh wait, I'm sorry, wrong wrong podcast. Well, first you open the iris and then you type in the chevrons <laughs> once they're all encoded. <laughs> but no, like that that totally could happen you know and maybe it has something to do again with the things that are in the ground or in the natural environment already happen what's that what if it's already happening yeah they they could be actually been doing this for generations and we wouldn't know yeah we we think of time as this linear thing that you know we're constantly traveling on what if it's all side by side and what if it's all just timey-wimey stuff yeah for those of you who know, that was a Doctor Who reference. <laughs> so the other thing with portals, though, um, I don't know if you guys have kept up at all with any of the research going on at Skinwalker Ranch, but portals are like a big thing out there. No, but I will. Yeah, yeah. I think I'll, I'll start definitely keeping an eye on it and watching. So hey, if we're going to be doing parallel dimensions and time travel and everything next week, I'm going to be doing a lot of research. <laughs> yes. Yeah, get, you're going to have to. And come acknowledge. Definitely Skinwalker Ranch is one to dive into. Um, these guys experience these things where, you know, they'll they'll watch a visible portal open up. OK, and something walk out of that portal and. Then, you know, it disappears where a portal opens up and something goes into the portal and then the portal closes. And it, they they have been seeing these things happen for years. Like where um, where where exactly you know, is I've heard of it, but I've never actually done a whole lot of research in it. Um, yeah. Where exactly is Skinwalker Ranch? It is out west. Uh, hold on. Let me let me Google it. I know it's the like Uton, Utah. It's in Utah. Oh, okay. um, well, it's I, like on a the, base, only reason, right? the only reason I asked, because, I mean, if they're seeing portal, if it was in Colorado. Yeah. I mean, I think we might have. Right. You know, right. Yeah. Yeah. Explanations. Yeah. But but, but they so they've been seeing and encountering this stuff so much that billionaire Bob Bigelow, who owns Bigelow uh, Aerospace, Five, who's, who's a billionaire. Twelve acres. Yeah, it's huge. He gets so fascinated with this ranch and what he's hearing about it in the 90s that he goes and buys the place, sets up a civilian-based scientific team in conjunction with the government, and goes out and researches this place until, like, just a few years ago. I mean, we're talking, like, 
over a 20 year investigation that Bigelow does. And he doesn't give the new owner hardly any information, but he is like one of the top people in the space race, you know, uh, against like Elon Musk and all these other guys. And I mean, his whole goal was to find UFO technology, but everything happens out there. You have poltergeist activity, you have uh, cryptids, you have UFOs, aliens. Um, I'm definitely going to do some research on that. All of this different yeah, stuff. Definitely. But the one thing that's like a road coming trip, back yeah. to you is portals. And so it's and, like, what it, what is going on out here? Well, you actually, when you were talking about that, you actually touched on um, another type of haunting, uh, which would be a poltergeist haunting, which... Yep. Contrary to Hollywood is nothing like the movie. Basically, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, poltergeist is actually translates into noisy ghosts. So usually there's lots of things moving, um, lots of bumps and stuff like that, but it's not a haunting in the in the classic sense. Right. It's mainly around females, believe it or not, and it's normally during the teen years. Which actually, that's a, a theory because one of my first, um, in fact, my very first paranormal experience, I have a sister that's only a few years older than me, and she was, I believe, 14 at the time. So that's right in that age range where poltergeist activity is, is supposed to, um, is said to really start. And one of the theories that I've actually heard is that when a girl starts going through adolescence, that somehow they are actually generating the activity. Have you guys ever right. heard of anything like that? I, I, I have. I, I have. But they they're, don't know that they're doing it. Right. Yeah, it's so, not like they're consciously doing it. There was an episode of Unsolved Mysteries a long time ago about that. Really? And Yeah. Um, it was one of the bigger episodes. And this young lady had telekinesis powers basically where when she was stressed or irritated you know aggravated with someone angry with them she could you know make the phone fly across the room that's that's the one i remember the most we, uh, call, those, we call those karens today right yeah but she did it with her mind <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> and not yeah, i haven't the met a karen to do that the guy yet. at the circle k because <laughs> they're out of coke zero you know um, well, that's but, only if the manager is not available. Yeah, there there was a whole episode of Unsolved Mysteries just about that. And I remember thinking as a kid, that would be terrifying to have a friend who the slightest bit of upset from them and they're going to start making stuff fly at you. Yeah, that is kind of scary. Have you watched the Umbrella Academy yet? I have not. You Either got us. You, it's on Netflix. If you like, it, it definitely is a bit off topic. Um, but if you like the, think of dysfunctional X-Men. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's, I was hooked from probably halfway through the first episode. Uh, wife and I totally binged watched the whole thing. So with the poltergeist thing, I think where people kind of get Hollywood and reality confused is sometimes in an intelligent haunting or demonic haunting, um, those entities can manipulate objects and, you know, throw stuff across the room. We, we've seen that. 
um, you guys talked about that in your first episode with the Lincoln Log. Oh, yeah. Um, I was there to witness that. That was, you know, it was a boring night until that happened. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Um, actually, actually, if you want to talk about manipulation of anything, um, and I don't think I've shared this story yet. When we were investigating, you were with me when we were investigating the old South Pittsburgh Hospital. So I was going to bring up the hospital, but I was waiting. I'm kind of jealous because <laughs> I haven't had a chance to investigate it. Oh, we you weren't were, there? That, no, he was not able to make that investigation. Okay. And so listen, oh, dude, it was amazing. Everything we've talked about tonight was in that hospital. <laughs> yeah, From, except the residual. I, I mean, there was the story about the nurse doing stuff. Um, I know on the first floor, but I I know the very first EVP session I was with, there was me and I think um your wife was there too in, in that group, um, and so it was me and I think like four women, and we were in a room where I believe the story goes the the spirit of a um a woman who was abused by a, a doc a male doctor was said to have died in that room and I was in the room and they were using the flashlight technique, but they went one step further and they had, I believe a red flashlight, a black flashlight and a blue flashlight. And whatever was making the flashlights blink was actually making the flashlights blink with the color that was requested. And I do remember that. Yeah. And basically I got told to leave. Um, it wasn't really responding except once in a while. And somebody asked, does it bother you that there's a man in here? And, you know, blink once for yes, twice for no. It said yes. And the next question was, do you want him to leave? It said yes. So I left. And then the the four ladies that were left in there we're getting all sorts of responses. That's so crazy. We, uh, I was with another uh, group. I think it was um, the folks from Georgia who were able to make it. Um, and they were using a spirit box. And they were getting a lot of activity on this thing. And a lot of intelligent responses. I mean, like, direct answers to their questions. not Nothing you could question, you know? Yeah, but we hold, hold up, hold up, hold up. Uh, we touched on this last week. I we did, do not. I do not trust a spirit box at all. Well, here's, listen, listen. Either do yeah. I. But when you know, you know, with the spirit box, how it it's jumping from like yes, station to scans, station. It scans. And so you'll you'll hear waves. like yeah. you'll hear like a quick yes or you know Bob or Joe, and it's like all different frequencies and stuff. When yeah. they were using that thing, I walked in the room. I'm observing what they're doing. And um, some I forget the exact what happened, but they there was a change in mood uh, in the room. I remember the K2s were going off. Everything started going kind of haywire. And someone asked the question. They're like, are you mad that Dan came in the room? And that spirit box went from jumping all around to one voice coming over and saying a complete sentence. Dan needs to leave now. Oh, wow. Is there is there any recording of that? I might have it. I'll have to go and look. 
Um, yeah, I would be very interested to hear I, that. I because, will, uh, and here's why I said I don't. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, um, Dan, I don't know if Dan's heard last week's episode. I haven't, no. Okay. You've seen TikTok videos where there's a guy standing there and there's two words at the top of the screen. And they're playing a sound and whatever word you're reading, that's what the sound is saying. Audio matrix. Exactly. Now, the thing is, if when you're using a spirit box and it's scanning these active radio signals, you're asking questions and you're looking for specific answers. Right. So when you get those specific answers, I live by the motto, when in doubt, throw it out. Yeah. There yeah. is no way to 100% concrete guarantee that what you just heard was not a stray radio signal. My thought is, if the thought, if the theory behind it is that uh, Ghost Box, uh, the spirit can generate voice through the the energy given off by the thing and the white noise, why not just make a white noise generator that doesn't pick up radio signals? Right, and they have those now. Um, right, which, they do. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not in this game anymore, so I'm not investing any money into one. Um, but I'm glad that technology's out now. This one was just so different to where it just stopped and a whole sentence came out in one nasty voice. Um, and I, I'll give you guys the name of the people who were there and heard that after the show. Um, so maybe you guys can well, touch out, reach out to them and uh, see if they have. Well, any. it's funny you should mention. I'm the probably still in contact was, with them. Yeah. Well, it's fun. Like it, it's funny you should mention the ghost box because that's actually where I was going as far as items being manipulated. It was a Sunday morning, and you know we were a large group, and everything was laid out on those, you know, long rectangle, you know, dark wood looking tables, kind of like you'd see in a school cafeteria. Yep. Okay. And I, I was this. sitting on a, I was sitting on a bench. Um, there was a woman sitting next to next to me on my left there was a man and woman standing at you know i was sitting right at the end of the table but on the side there was a man and woman standing right to my right which was at the end of the table and dan you were sitting right across from me now this is back in the days of the old blackberries where they had a little trackball and on those cell phones when those were locked up and the power was off, the only way those things would light up is if you touched it. Even if you got a notification, it would not light up. It would just vibrate or make a noise. We were sitting there, and the woman next to me on my left that was sitting down on the, the bench also, she had her BlackBerry phone face up on the table in front of her. And we were all just, you know, carrying on a conversation about our experiences, what we've seen, that sort of thing. And all of a sudden, her phone started lighting up. And she's like, well, that's weird. It's never done that before. And uh, I was like, yeah, that is kind of weird because I have the same kind of phone and it doesn't do that. No sooner did I say that than we all heard a click. And yep. we looked down, and it was actually a spirit box that was sitting on the table. The and same it was one. Made, yeah, it was made out of an old Radio Shack phone, yep. um, which go Radio look up Shack Hack. You'll find yeah, that's the Shack probably Hack, the – AMFM radios. Yeah, you, 
Yeah, you'll find the first one. attempt at a spirit box. But basically, we watched this knob turn itself on and the volume turn itself up with yep. nobody touching this radio. Yep. Oh, wow. This yeah. was at Pittsburgh now, South Hospital. For I'm sorry? our listeners. And this was at the hospital. Yeah, yeah this old South hospital. Pittsburgh Hospital, South Pittsburgh, Tennessee. So for your listeners, I'll just say we got to this place and instantly things started to happen. We had 26 hours of nonstop activity. There was never a break. It was continuous. The only place. The only break we got, I can speak for myself. The only break I got was when I was asleep. You see these, you see TV shows and and movies. You walk in and there's just constant activity. Well, the, Uh, the very first thing that happened to us, we got there from Florida we started bringing stuff into our room, and my wife and her mother went back out to the car. I was getting my flashlight. I wanted, you know, I wanted to be ready, you know. So I'm getting my flashlight, my voice recorder, my K2 meter, and all that stuff out of my luggage. And so they go back out to the car to bring in more stuff. When they come back in, the people who are sitting at the nurse's station say, well, where's the guy that came in that went out with you? And they're like, what? And they're like, yeah, where's Dan at? They saw me walk out with my wife and my mother-in-law, but I didn't walk out with them. No, you were with me bringing stuff in. Yeah. No, I was in the room still. Were you? Um, I yeah. remember and, bringing and stuff so, in with you, though. Well, we were bringing stuff in, but I was still in the room getting stuff. And then gotcha. I walked back out to the nurse's station while they're standing there talking to them, and everybody just turns white as a ghost because – Everyone thought that I had walked out with them, and here I had not. <laughs> so the very first experience we had there was a doppelganger. Oh yeah, that's well, that's what definitely what it sounds like. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, which is possible. A wait, can, hold on. Go ahead, James. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Which is possible. A spirit can take a form of someone. Well, I do want to um, state for the record, neither myself. James nor Dan are endorsed, paid, sponsored by Old South Pittsburgh Hospital in any way, shape, or form. However, if you get a chance to visit that place, if you get a chance to investigate it, by all means, take it. If your your trip and your uh, time there is even a quarter of as active as it was when, you know, Dan and I were there. It it will definitely be worth your time. Yeah, it was it was insane. I've never experienced anything quite like that before. Um, there's some stories we probably aren't allowed to get into. Uh, the boiler, boiler room incident. Um, oh yeah. Well, we won't go there. Um, I know you and I have different opinions on what happened there, um, but I was there and saw it. And dude, it it was real. It was it was insane. But that place is hands down one of the most haunted places I've ever experienced in my life. Well, my biggest thing that I talk about and I I tell people about to this day that still gives me goosebumps um, on the third floor or the second floor, depending on which floor you come in at, is the the former maternity ward. Mm -hmm. And it was me. And two other ladies, we had broken off and we were investigating in there. And they have a little 
rocking chair, at least they did when I was there, a little rocking chair with stuffed animals in it. And so we were doing an EVP session in that room. Well, I've got the K2 meter and I'm going around the room and I'm not getting any readings until I got in front of the window. And there was a it would light up, then stop, then light up, then stop, then light up, then stop. And it and it was about waist high. And it took me a second to realize that is about the spacing and the height that the cribs would be that they would put the the babies in, you know, when putting them so that the, the family could see them through the window. Oh, wow. That is crazy. Yeah. Which, again, was that was that residual? Was that intelligent? Or was that a perfect example of the, you know, the whole time slip type phenomena where it was picking up the energy from when the hospital was active and there were children and babies in those bassinets in front of the window? Do you remember? So if you ever see like a episode of um, any of the paranormal shows that go to Old South Pittsburgh Hospital, one of the things you'll see is like a bouncy ball that they keep there and a tricycle. Um, oh, I still I still hallway. have a picture yep. of the tricycle in the hallway. That was about Do you remember that life. thing moving on its own? Yes, I do. With the pedals moving and everything? I don't like remember was I, riding I, it. I, I didn't notice the pedals, but I did notice it moving. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I remember um you, my wife and I uh seeing that thing move and running down the hall i think it's one of the few times i've ever seen you run um and we were trying to like figure out you know what what just did that and uh no response well you should have seen me when we were on the third floor and we'd come out of the nursery and i looked down and saw what appeared to be a six foot shadow at the end of the hallway yeah i took off i well i took off running towards it and the lady's like no mike come back (laughs) no because the camera wasn't in that direction at the time i saw it i had the camera panning around and looking and i looked over my other shoulder and i saw it and by the time i turned my camera back around yeah not no luck oh wow yeah it it was insane james you need to get there sometime (laughs) oh Oh, we will get there at some point i i guarantee you that I, I don't want to go back. <laughs> I got a little sure? kids to protect. I mean, if if we need you, you, you've said, you've always told me if I need you, you'd come, so. Yeah, I know. If you really need me. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, well, I mean, I could sit here and. We we could go on and on and on. <laughs> God, oh, yeah, me... good. oh, my gosh. The, the stories from that place alone. Yeah, it probably fill two or three shows. It they really could. Um, you know, it it might not be bad for you guys to do a an episode on that place. That that's yeah, actually that, something that's... that would I like the idea of that. Well, we will definitely yeah. have to do it. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. This yeah, was, thanks uh, for this was fun. Yeah, it's just like we'll the good old back. days. It's taking me down memory lane. Now I'm gonna have nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff I tried to forget. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, 
again, you made it to this point in the show. Thank you so much for listening. Hope that, you know, it's been entertaining at least. Um, but definitely a little so, educational. Uh, yeah. Well, we try to be I'm a little bit of both, I guess. Um, but thank you so much. Hope you'll join us next week when more than likely we'll be talking about uh, Mandela effects and time travel and time slips and all that fun stuff. So until then, uh, signing off, I'm Mike. I'm James. And uh, join us again. Oh, well, I'm sorry. And thank I'm you to our guest. Join us again as uh, you know, come back next time as we take you within the paranormal. you've always wanted to try well you're there sharing plates with just one bite or on second thought maybe not sharing it's that good when you're with amex it's not if it's going to happen but when american express don't live life without it